Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. How are you doing, dude? I got boba tea and I am fucking fantastic. Ooh, nice. Boba tea is just crack cocaine out here. I am... It's a dumb trend, but I am obsessively hooked. Alright, yeah, explain it a little bit. For anyone who doesn't know, it's like... I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't get the milk tea, but I think it's like milkish tea... Or milkish ingredients with regular tea, and then the boba part is the bubbles of tapioca. I guess it's hmm. pudding. I don't know what it is, but it's like chewy tapioca at the bottom of it, and you have to drink it. You have to drink it with a bigger straw so they don't clog the straw. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd have to give it a try. It's definitely odd. I didn't like it the first time I had it, but like the next two times, I'm like, shit, this is delicious, and I've been pretty hooked to it. That's cool. Um, well. Despite the things we're enjoying that are food, uh, <laughs> this is a video game podcast. Uh, I, I'm playing uh, ukulele still, but we can get into that. Uh, what have you been up to these days? These last few days have been just oppressively hectic and chaotic and everything's at fire at work and stuff. So uh, that's fine. What? <laughs> not, not literally. Okay. <laughs> Although we were talking about it, we're like, we might all be pyromaniacs because we love... I don't, I don't know if we love it, but we all work in a place where it's just like everything's burning down. Like everything needs to be done right this second. And it's just chaos, like in small bursts at all times. So it's like we, are, I guess we're more masochist is a better term for it. Or yeah, your motto is we work better under pressure. <laughs> Our motto is we'll die young, but we'll get it done. <laughs> one my one coworker was saying like, yeah, if you had to, yeah, gun to your head, if you had to do this or that. I was like, if I had a gun to my head right now, I'd say pull the trigger. Just fucking end it. And oh, everyone Jesus. was like, yeah. And I was like, why don't why do we all agree on this? Like <laughs> everyone seems to be a little suicidal here, but it's just because it's, it's so much shit has to be done so fast and it's just uh manic. Um, I think that Bubba tea's like making you guys join a cult <laughs> and you're all gonna drink the Bubba tea, you know what I mean? It, if I'm being completely honest, that would make perfect sense like that would explain <laughs> a lot of things and i don't it. doubt it like the bubble like the tapioca bubbles at the bottom are a perfect way to just like slip drugs into everybody without knowing it so i wouldn't be surprised at all uh, i think that's perfect fodder for brent's conspiracy theory corner <laughs> um okay so i've been playing pretty much the same shit all the time now uh, Binding of Isaac, I've been getting better at it, so I'm going through and doing, like, the hard mode for all the characters now. Um, I didn't do it before just because I already have, like, 500 hours in those games, so, and now I just need something to wind down with after work. And yeah. I, I can put on a podcast and not pay attention to it. Um, Dishonored 2 I've been playing a lot still. I find myself only playing it for maybe about an hour or two, and then I stop, because I it's it's weird i know they're definitely weird complaints like i'll say this and people think like oh that makes no sense but like i feel too powerful and i'm playing on hard mode like i there's i think easy for like the story normal hard and then like expert and then like super insane mode where there's no powers and everything's like timed or something oh shit so so like i'm i'm not playing on normal i'm playing on hard mode and it's it's a good challenge but like I said, where I have trouble seeing the guards and like seeing where enemies are. So I kind of just walk in somewhere, get spotted and then get killed and then uh, reload, quick save and quick load and then just do it over again. And it's not fun doing that because it just feels like I'm like saves coming and cheating, but it's so hard not to otherwise. Cause like everybody moves, everything's kind of random. Like it's not. Guards aren't in one location. They walk around all the time. They might wander somewhere else that's different than their routine path and stuff. And it's just really difficult at times. But then when I actually have to do stuff, it's super easy. Like, one place I went through and I was never caught by a single guard. I knocked them all out without killing them on my first try. Meanwhile, I can't walk down the street anywhere. And... It makes sense because I'm playing as Emily, who's the former empress. But, like, it it gives you this feel like, oh, you can put away your weapons. But there's no purpose to because you're wanted by everybody. Everybody's out to kill you at all times. Yeah. So it, 
it kind of gives you this illusion of like, oh, there's a civilian mode like in Assassin's Creed where you can just kind of walk around and like do stuff and just see the city. But you can't. You're always <laughs> wanted. And sometimes there's a thing that pops up like, oh, you're in hostile territory. But you always are. Like you're never not. Everyone's always after you. So it's it feels like it feels like I can't enjoy the game because I'm quite literally always on the run from the guards. Guards whom I can barely see half the time. And I've completely given up on being stealthy and going for the non-lethal approach because I get ganged up on by three guards out of nowhere and I just have to like fight my way out and kill them. So they have like the stealthy versus assault and lethal versus non-lethal like on a grid. And that's what they score you on after every uh, chapter. Yeah. And, and I'm almost like constantly over 80% in both lethal and assault. Like just nice. full force. Not if you want to be stealthy, like I want to. <laughs> like, I, I'm trying not to, but it's so hard because I can't see most of the stuff. And I like the world, but because of the drab colors, everything blends together in this gross beige, like gray. It's, it's just, it feels weird. I don't really know how to describe it. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if you have the option to be stealthy or more like on the assault, I personally would go on the assault. Like, stealth is fun, but it's also just like, let me just kill the bastard and not have to sneak around as much. Yeah, I go assault. I use assault as a backup. Like, so you can go stealthy, and then if that fails, you go assault. But you can't yeah. go assault and then go <laughs> stealthy. Yeah. So, but that's also another thing. Like, for stealthy, you're supposed to just knock a guy out so you don't kill him. Because you are technically the Empress, and you don't want to kill your entire country by yourself. But... Like in Metal Gear Solid, if you knock a guy out, the plus side is you don't kill him. The downside is he could wake up, or if someone finds him, they'll wake him up. That's the same in this, but they don't wake up on their own. Like they have to be found by another guard. Okay. So if, if you just go around and stun everybody quick enough, they'll never be woken up. Exactly. Yeah, and I know what you mean. With Emily, one of her powers is called Domino, where you can link up to four enemies together, and what you do to one of them happens to the other ones linked. Oh, shit. And it seems overpowered. Because it completely is. And well, yeah, based on what you just said, if you can, like, if there's, like, I don't know, six dudes in an area and knock out four of them in one shot, it's like, all right, well, now all I have to do is single out these other two. Yeah, and you can get sleep darts, so you can just hit one with a sleep dart, so you can save on ammo as well. Damn. The only real drawback is the radius isn't super big, and once you do it to a person, you can't switch powers. So you can't, like, uh, put the domino on one guy teleport away, put it on another guy, teleport away, because then it'll break the domino. So, like, the, the downside is just hmm. the radius of it, but a lot of times you can just make a noise, bring all the guards together, and then get them all with that. Yeah. So, it feels like it's too... It's it's not balanced at all. It's either way too hard at times, and, like, I'm gaping... Because there's not much fighting to it. Like, if you get hit three times by a guard, I think it kills you no matter what. So, you okay. don't have, like, a ton of health. Which is fair, because it's supposed to be stealthy. But then, like, if you are being stealthy, and you have just some of the powers unlocked, like, you feel overpowered, and like a god. Like, it's like, of course I could never be caught. Like, I have a pistol that, if you're close enough, you can kill pretty much any guard, but I never use it because it's so loud. And there's pistol ammo fucking everywhere. Like, it might as well be currency, because it's so all over the place. Um, It's just, I don't know, it feels really disjointed, just this whole game. I still yeah. enjoy that world because it's just a very unique world. It's like a industrial revolution, uh, turn of the century, like Victorian sort of world. And everything's powered by whale oil. Like instead of there is electricity, but the main fuel source for everything is whale oil. Oh, poor so, whales. <laughs> ah, fuck them. Nuke the whales. <laughs> you gotta nuke something. Um, but like it's, it's an interesting world and it's unique. And I like that it's a different approach on something. But the, I think that's what's pulling me through these games is that world and that I like it. I don't know if the game itself is really that fun. And like Mirror's Edge Catalyst, I can understand why when it released, it kind of got a bland, like not really impressive review at, by a lot of people. And it wasn't talked about that much because it's really just kind of like, eh. Cause I mean, you know, like I said, the main driving force is your first stealth is to make it harder on yourself. Like you can easily just kill everybody. And I think it changes the ending slightly, where you killed your entire people versus, like, just knocked them out. Yeah. But uh, Kirkwall, or Kirkwall, or the, this country that you're the Empress of, is such a steaming shithole. Everyone is terrible. So even if you're the former Empress, no one is helping you. Like, there's, like, 
the only people that help you are the people you rescue and that are critical to the story. All the guards and stuff are killing you on sight the second someone tells them to. Like, everyone in this country is a asshole, just a terrible person. <laughs> Except maybe the bums. Like, there's a few homeless people that will give you hints if you give them money. Like, they're the only ones that aren't actively trying to murder me onto the spot. Yeah, they just want your money, but that's still nice of them to not want to murder you. <laughs> yeah, but I found out you can do, like, a GTA trick where in GTA you would, like, sleep with a hooker and then, like, run her over and get the money back. <laughs> Everyone did that. Yeah, that sounds uh, like GTA. I just remember yeah. the one GTA, you'd walk around the corner and there's like a fucking car bouncing up and down. It's yep. like, I think you hear things going on. Yeah. And Dishonored, uh, you can give the homeless people money and they'll give you a hint. And then you can choke them out and stun them and get your money back because they drop it. That's amazing. So if you're really that frugal, which money you only spend at black markets, which are once a chapter, and then you can just buy everything at once. So like you really don't need money, but you steal a lot of stuff. But there's no reason to, like, most of the money you get is from the mission and, like, big, like, paintings and trophies and gems and stuff. Like, but you can steal people's, like, bath salts and just candelabras and these little things in people's houses. But it doesn't really matter. I don't know. It just feels very disjointed. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole, like, world is terrible. In the first one, you <laughs> save, you save the Empress and then she gets killed anyway. And like, you get blamed for it. You save the daughter. And the next game, you play as a daughter, and within two minutes of the uh, intro, your aunt from another country overthrows you and potentially kills your father and, like, just kicks you out of the castle, and now everyone obeys her, like, in seconds. So it's like, this place sucks. Like, I don't want to save anybody. Like, I have no remorse killing all of these characters because th- this whole world is so terrible. Yeah. So I just find it weird that, like, it's like Metal Gear where it's like, oh, if you, we can make it harder on you and more challenging if you don't kill everyone. It's like, but I kind of want to. Like, they all kind of deserve it. Like, I feel <laughs> like they should die. So, I don't know. I I think, like I said, I think the world is keeping me into the game and less the game itself. How conflicting. That's interesting as all hell. Yeah, I'm, this is probably the most conflicted I am with a game. Like, Because, like, I kind of want to see where it goes, but also everything sucks. But, like, it's, it's fun jumping around and being crazy powerful. But also, there's no challenge. But then there's also a lot of challenge, like too much challenge. So, yeah, I'm very conflicted with this game, and I don't know. Um, if if you're like me and you like the first one a lot and just want more of that, buy it when yeah. it's on sale. Don't I wouldn't say sixty dollars full price, um, but on sale is probably decent. Um, and another uh, another thing I bought on sale was Arkham Knight, which was twenty dollars originally because the port of it was so atrocious, one of the worst in history oh, for yeah. PC port. And it's twenty dollars now, like full price. And I've got it on sale when it was like eight. There's a Ooh. recent big sale in all the Arkham games, and that's how it's telling that the last one isn't as good because it's the last one is the same price as the last two. Like the yeah. Arkham City and Arkham Asylum are also twenty dollars at full price now. Yeah, it's so like that's a bad sign. And I saw a thread on Reddit recently, which was like, "What's the most disappointing part of a game like you've ever played?" And a lot of them was Shadow of Mordor, which is understandable. But most of them were Arkham Knight, <laughs> and I just bought it, so I'm just like, shit. Well, at least it was eight dollars versus yeah. the sixty that all my friends who bought it bought it at. So that's how I felt about Mirror's Edge. But I mean, it was still twenty bucks, but it wasn't like full price. Like I feel bad for anyone that was like day one. Like I'm diehard. That sucks. Yeah, a buddy of mine. We all texted like a group chat, and a buddy of mine saw. I guess it's Call of Duty. Call of Duty World War II or something is the new one. I'm seeing an ad for it right now. And he was saying, like, oh, this looks amazing. I might pre-order for this. And, like, unanimously, all everyone else in the group chat was just like, no, do not pre-order. <laughs> we don't pre-order. Because there is fundamentally no reason to pre-order anymore. Yeah. Back in the old days when everything wasn't online and digital uh, services, you had to pre-order to make sure they had a copy in store for you. Like, I remember I didn't pre-order God of War 3. And when I went to pick up my copy of it, a copy of it, the guy said, we're all out, but I can give you the copy I pre-ordered, and I'll just take when it comes in the next shipment. And I felt like a dick. But then I got home and played it, and I forgot about that guy, because the game was great. That's um, insane he even offered that, so... Yeah, I, mean, I, felt, I felt really bad. He probably, like, played a demo or something. He, it, I don't know. He, he probably knew. works there. Yeah, he, he probably knew they were going to have another shipment, like, the next day or something. Like, it, he wouldn't have done it if they weren't getting it, like, the Nintendo Switch, who didn't have another shipment for a month or something. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, back then you had to pre-order to have a physical copy or the store wouldn't have any. Like, that's why you pre-order. And then later it became you pre-ordered to get bonuses and exclusives and stuff. And now everything's digital, so you don't have to pre-order. You don't run out of digital copies. You run out of physical copies. Yeah. But digitally, it's infinite. You will never run out of digital copies. And the pre-order exclusives now are just getting so shitty. There's no reason to anymore. Or you can just wait till it's DLC later and when it's on sale and cheap. Like right. There's absolutely no reason to pre-order in my opinion. I have a total side tangent and it's like completely not video game related, but I feel like I need to like vent about this. Uh, why not on air? It's our fucking podcast. But um, yeah, we it's do like, what we want. That's what I mean. I've been a huge Coheed and Cambria fan for like the longest time and they've finally announced that they were going to put out the one album, uh, Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star, uh, vo- volume four, like f- from fear through the eyes of madness. It's like a crazy long title, but it was like one of my favorite <laughs> albums. I by fell them. asleep while you were saying <laughs> that's what I mean. Like it's an incredible, uh, album and for the longest time like as i started collecting vinyl i was like that's one i definitely need to get and i learned that it wasn't even available so they for years i just thought to myself it's never gonna happen it's probably just super expensive but like they're a really popular band and like go on tour all the time and like just have a huge budget it sure it seems at least and a massive fan base so they've eventually said yeah we're gonna put this record out on vinyl and there was like a record store day exclusive variant. So I missed out on that. I like called my records closest record store. Like, f- like first thing in the morning, I was like, do you guys have that? And like, I'm going to head over if you do. And the lady's like, it's gone. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. It was like first thing in the morning too. I was like, fuck my life. So that wow. didn't work out for me. And then I had an alarm set because like, there was like a whole debacle with when they were going to have people be able to pre-order it. And they basically ended up saying, actually, it's not this date. It's going to be April 29th. And I was like, okay, I'll set an alarm on my phone. I can't miss out on this. This is like my favorite fucking band, my favorite album. I'm a huge vinyl nerd. I need this. And today I'm like on the internet and like on social media and it's like, oh, it already went live and it sold out in like fucking like <laughs> no time. Like there, I mean, they must have crashed their web, like their website because like I was reading through I'm a sure. whole thread of people like, and they're just like, yeah, dude, I waited four hours for my order to even process, like just watching it spin. I was like, oh my God. Like it's just insane that people went through that. And it's even more insane that they did it a day earlier than what their website says and what everything like they were announcing is like April 29th. And then they fucking throw this shit on April 28th and, now i'm shit out of luck and most like and that's what i mean another a lot of other people were saying in the comments that you were capable of buying two and a lot of people bought two just to flip one and there's yep. already ones on ebay for like 300 dollars. and the thing's like fucking they, they were selling it for 40 and it's like are you fucking kidding me it's like i'm not gonna break down and throw that kind of cash that way i'm sure someone might but they're just assholes for even doing that kind of shit but that's yep. what i mean it's it's the nature of the game. If I have a rare record, I can understand doing that, but not like that's an unreasonable inflation, like from $40 to 300. Like what? I could, un- I could easily understand if it was like of uh, $100 and it's like, okay, you're still being a dick, but like I, I could see someone caving on that, but not 300. It's like, it's not like the goddamn test press or anything. Yeah. That's, I knew a kid back, I guess was it high school, middle school when the Xbox 360 just came out. Dude, I knew bought, three of them right off the bat because he was loaded and could afford them right away and then he yeah. just sold two online and yeah that's the thing when you have stuff like that when you upsell it you pretty much just put whatever price you want just anything crazy outlandish like a thousand dollars yeah and someone might bite and someone might do it it's like boom boom sold i made like seven hundred dollars just on a whim like thinking some like maniac's gonna pay for that and someone did if no one does then you just lower by a hundred until someone actually buys it well, and that that so was happening that's with what that guy was doing. Oh, definitely, and that was what was happening with the whole Nintendo. Uh, that, classics, yeah, the classics, exactly. Yeah. People would just buy extras of those and just sell them to the people that there was a high demand for them, and now they're not, no longer available. Whatever. But God knows Nintendo's going to make a slight variation and put them back out again, or something like the SNES Classic. Like it's going to happen. Oh, definitely. But like. I understand with that stuff when it, you said like vinyl store record like exclusive or like they're doing a, a re-release of something or like some sort of variant that there's only there's only going to be 500 in existence. Yeah, those I get. Those make sense why you pre-order. I fully understand that stuff. I'm saying pre-ordering games like Call of Duty, which is such a massive franchise, it at one point was the highest for- selling form of media 
ever. Like media, movies, art, uh, wow, TV shows, like books, everything. It was one of the highest selling. Like one of the games, I forget which. But like that is such a massive thing. They will never run out of those. Those have no reason to uh, pre-order. And anytime they say this is going to be exclusive, this is the only time you can get it. That's bullshit because you know they're going to re-release this stuff if they think they can make another dollar off of it. Oh, totally. It's such a mass-produced thing. You don't have to pre-order in case they'll run out because they'll never run out. If it's some sort of exclusive like Spawn figurine that they only have five of in the entire world signed by Todd McFarlane, yeah, get do what you want to get your hands on that. Like go as far as you want or pre-order or wait in line or wake up at 5 a.m. or something. (laughs) Sure, if it's something rare and exclusive like that. But these are like just such... Like, video games are the only thing you pre-order. Unfortunately, it seems to be getting more popular. Like, I know the Assassin's Creed movie, you could pre-order your tickets for. I really hope no one did, but I know a lot of people, I know people did, because why else would they do it unless it worked? And that movie was a piece of shit. That was a terrible movie. Well, it's kind of, uh, like, in a similar vein, uh, like, with speaking about vinyl and video games and pre-ordering, there's this, like, website called uh, IM8Bit, and they press a lot of video game soundtracks to vinyl like not a whole lot but they they're probably like a newer company it seems at least and i personally got a copy of res infinite on vinyl it's like a double lp it also comes with an additional seven inch that's like for area x and it sounds so good and it's just ridiculous that i have that soundtrack it also has like this like art book like it's an incredible like I don't know, collector's item, and I treasure it because Res is, like, by far one of my top five favorite games of all time, and the music's insane. So, I don't know, and it's just neat, though, that I am 8-Bit is even providing that kind of stuff and, like, just capitalizing on that. Oh, but what I was getting at is now they're there's pre-orders for Persona 5 on a 6 LP. So it's going to cost you 175 bucks to even own the the soundtrack of Persona 5 on vinyl. But you know what? It's going to fucking sell out. I guarantee it. Oh, and I I mean absolutely. I I have no interest in that one particularly cuz a that's just like that's got to be like a box set. Like I don't even know how you present 6 LP like what? 3 gatefolds? Like that's insane. I have no idea. I heard if you pre-ordered Persona 5 cuz also as you know, vinyl heads are, you know, a mat. I wouldn't even say like a cult hobby anymore. Like it's super popular and super dedicated. Like people who want the vinyl, like, like you will do whatever you can to get it. And Persona fans are fanatical. Like they were waiting for five for so long and going nuts for it. It's the equivalent of Kingdom Hearts, but it exists. Like it's, it happens. <laughs> oh, so crushing, but true. <laughs> but I heard with Persona five, if you pre-ordered it, you got the soundtrack. And I think that was like, 10 songs or so but you don't have like the full ost like soundtrack with like the in-game music and the background music and the menu music and stuff so i think the one you got was like 10 or 12 songs and that was like the actual songs by like singers and like whatever i don't know how to describe it Um, yeah whereas the uh ost is like every musical chord or every like song ever used in that game and it's like hundred like a few hundred songs so it's like a much bigger volume and like album for it oh and wow I, so i don't know if it's that one but i know people are trying to find the full ost of persona 5 and having trouble getting that like a physical copy of that physical copies i understand like rare exclusive stuff i understand the pre-orders mass-produced stuff that is yeah. digital do not pre-order there You're is right. no reason like You're that makes no right. sense. like would you pre-order like because pre-ordering just means like i already gave you my money so now you can do, it's like with kickstarter you can do whatever you want with it but you already have the money and they can only fuck you over yeah like there's some games that if you pre-order you get all the dlc for free um like i think armello i got like a little thing for buying it in early access but that wasn't pre-ordering it because i could play it right away uh there's one game uh hell divers which i actually got because a buddy of mine wanted to play it and it's a big like co-op thing you can really only play with friends uh, but Helldivers, if you pre-ordered it, you could play, like, a week early. Like, so you could play it right as you pre-ordered it a week ahead of time, and then everyone else would just have to buy it when it came out. If you can pre-order something and play it right away, that's not pre-ordering, that's buying the fucking game. So <laughs> it makes no sense. Pre-ordering is just such a horrific practice that is, unfortunately, going to stick with games, I'm going to say forever, because it's just so built into it now, after so many years. And I fear spread to other things like movies where you can pre-order your movie tickets. 
What if they sell out that theater and overbook it, and then you gave them their money already? Most people, you can get a refund. Sometimes you can't. Like, it's... I don't know why people trust uh, pe- people who are trying to sell you something. All the all they want is your money. And once they have it, they're done. Like, they can only fuck you over. Like, don't trust manufacturers and producers and people who create stuff. Because, like, they can just fuck you over. And I, I hate saying that because it's super uh, negative and, like, cynical. Oh, we're like, used just, to you, Bren. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's also just so broad saying, like, don't buy things because people want to f- take your money. It's like, well, yeah, that's how economies work. Yeah. But, like, don't just blindly give people money assuming they're going to follow through with stuff because how often do people just take your money and run? Like, yeah. It's so much easier now to be a con artist because oh, the internet, internet makes you just be whatever you want it to be. Like, I, I have an actual uh, firsthand experience story with that, too, and I guess I'm going to name drop. I feel bad like calling these guys out because I really love the band, but like I remember one of like the Screamo acts that I'm like a huge fan of is called Adobe Homes, and they're like from New Mexico, and yeah. they just have a really interesting, unique style and sound. Like It's definitely not everybody's bag of chips. Do not look into this band. You're going to hate them. <laughs> um, but the thing is, uh, I've been collecting their vinyl for like years, and I have like every Everything but one test press and uh and this is at one point when i was uh trying to get my hands on just everything they had available and they posted a status like oh uh if you pre-order this we're gonna get uh a base like a square lathe of all of our like whole discography on one thing and i'm like that sounds excellent and they had like a name for it i think it was called southwest sorrows and people all threw their money at them, myself included, and it just like never happened. And like year, like three years later, I'm like wondering, like, did that ever, like, what they do with the money? <laughs> like, that's a yeah. shame. Like, I really love that band, but that was just kind of like a shitty thing for it to just never actually like come through. Yeah, I know. I did an Indiegogo. I well, I talked about it before. It was a Kickstarter, LA Game Space. Fucking nothing happened at all with that. Oh yes. The, some of the guys that were actually legitimate and wanted to be part of it, like, changed over and called themselves Glitch City. And now there's no money involved. They're just like a community helping each other build games. Uh, the hyper, hyper, or hyper light drifter guy is involved with that. Oh shit. Uh, almost everyone who backed it, who wasn't the actual person running the Kickstarter, have joined together and like are helping each other. And now it's just like a small community and it's, it's nothing uh, super official or money wise. So that's good. But the people actually running the Kickstarter for it saying, like, oh, yeah, we'll build a place, we'll develop games. Just gone. Just straight up disappeared. Damn. And a lot of money. Uh, I did an Indiegogo to help this one uh, entertainer I like to do a film about her life. Because I thought it'd be really good and I'd be a cause I wanted to support because I like them. Nothing. Having her jack shit about that. That was, like, four years ago. Uh. And there's always the rumor of, like, oh, yeah, they might be making it into a theater soon. Like, this summer. It's like, I don't fucking care anymore. I've heard nothing back, like no emails, no contact from them. Uh, an animated show. I won't drop the name because I like them and I still think they're good. I think they're just in a really shitty spot and aren't like super stable right now. So they couldn't get back. But I gave them a hundred bucks to help make a third episode of one of their shows. And I was supposed to get like a 3D printed model from one of the things from the show. Never got it. Never had uh. any communication with them ever again. And it's just like, I, I genuinely enjoy this and I want to help these people, but they just duck and run. Oh my God. And with some of them, like they have legitimate reasons, like a lot of stuff's up in the air and not stable and all that. It's like, fine. Then give me your you money also, back. You also fucked me over. Like that third episode's still not out. I know they're working on it and I do follow them still, but like they haven't contacted me personally, but like with my email or anything. So like, don't just give people money and expect the best. Like a lot of these scams, like Vima, this like energy drink thing widely swept through my college and high school and so many people bought on board with it because con artists and scam artists are just like living it through the internet they're it's like they're prime right now because most people like our parents age were taught like don't just give people money and it died down for a bit and now with our generation it didn't happen as much so now that they're starting it up again people are falling for it over again and some of those kids i knew and who were taking a part of vima in high school they got in a lot of trouble with the irs because it's just straight up a pyramid scheme so, like, I'm worried, and we say it all the time with, like, Kickstarter and stuff, but it's kind of the same thing. Don't be like, hey, I got this house for sale in the rocky shore of Maine. It's a great beach property, and it costs $5 million. Give me half of that, and I can set you up. You're like, yeah, sure, this sounds awesome. No, that guy's completely screwing you over. Like, 
And people say like, oh, I wouldn't believe that guy, but you would believe some dude on the internet who says he's going to make a video game and put your face in it. And like that's super legit and you give him money. So it's just, it's so disappointing. And pre-ordering's not that different than Kickstarting or Indiegogo or GoFundMe. Like, it's giving people money on faith. And faith isn't something people can do. Faith is for the religious, not for the physical. So it's just really disappointing seeing people still fall for this. And then wonder why companies fuck you over like Activision and Ubisoft and release these terrible games. Like Activision just released a trailer for, I forget which game it was, some FPS wartime shooter. And it said in-game footage. The trick was it's in-game footage from a cinematic scene. Yeah, no, game. I know. And that was uh, Call of Duty World War Two is what they're calling it. Like, oh, really? that's, act- that's the game. Yeah, that's the game um, my buddy was going to pre-order. Yeah. So it's like, this is in-game footage. It's like, but that's not what the game looks like. Like, advertisements are meant to lie to you. They're meant to rope you in. And when people get hyped up, like, this looks amazing. It's like, yes, it's supposed to look amazing. If it doesn't look good, they failed at their job. Slight side tangent. It's kind of funny how they were, like, all in outer space and it got everyone's panties up in a bunch. And now, like, they, and then Battlefield was just, like, Battlefield 1, which was World War 1. And then Call of Duty just kind of one-ups them. It's like, we're going to do the next World War. (laughs) We're going to jump to it and just name it World War 2. Like, that's a kind of bland title and very... I don't know. I guess it's to the point it and yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't know. And that's what that's what Call of Duty started with and like Medal of Honor. Like they started right. in World War II. They completely looped around back on themselves. You're right. So that's what I mean. I'm surprised it's not just called Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> and even stuff like you love. Like I love Mass Effect. Those three games are amazing. They're some of my favorites. I didn't pre-order Andromeda and I'm glad I didn't cuz it's still buggy as shit. Looks weird. Like and I I enjoy them. But I know that's not the same team anymore, and I know that Bioware is a company, and they run on money, and they want your money. So they've rushed the team, and they did all these weird development deals, and canceled some of this, and hired a new guy in the middle of it, and fired a bunch of people in the middle of it. Like, it's weird when it's such a huge team, and it doesn't all go right. And some people take security in a big company like that when so many people work on it. They're like, oh, they have to be held accountable. But they don't. Like, look at even, like, some of the giant corporations like Nestle, who gave out baby formula to starving mothers and children in Africa. And then once those babies were hooked on the formula and the mother stopped develop, uh, stopped creating breast milk because they haven't fed their baby in so long, then they started charging those mothers for the baby formula so uh, that they were forced to pay to keep those babies alive because the mothers were no longer developing shit. breast milk. Yeah, they're a fucking terrible company. They also don't believe water is a human right. They like take wa- They were taking water from California in the middle of the drought. When so many people were having no water and some of them were dying from it and they were charging for water and taking it to put in their bottles, like for bottled water. Like, I don't know why people think like mass producers ha- have your good intentions at heart. Like they're, they're not. They want your money. Everyone wants your money. We want your money for Pinecast. Oh, we're God not damn corporate it. monsters. Sorry. Like someone will see through it and like call us out for it. But like we need money to run the company, which is fair, but we're also giving you deals and stuff. Yeah, no shit. That's what I mean. That's the best thing about Bassett. He's always throwing out coupon codes and like now we have integration with intercom. So like direct communication with the customers, like open and closing conversations left and right. It's like, what do you need? Got it. Boom. Check mark. Like it's pretty impressive. So he creates a stupid amount of coupons. Like, hey, do you want 75% off? Here's a coupon. It's like, no, no, no. We, we need some (laughs) money to run the company, Matt. Don't go crazy. (laughs) But like, I, I didn't want to rope us into it, but like, just so, like, I'm transparent with it. Yeah. But like, these giant corporations, like, so just don't give people money. Like, think of yourself. Don't be bought into like the newest thing. I was talking on Twitter with uh, the One Track Gamers show about like 4K TVs again. Because people are still <laughs> buying 4K, uh, 4K TVs and there's no cameras for it. Like, the shows you're watching aren't in 4K, so it doesn't matter. Like, I just, get so upset with how quickly people get bought into the hottest, newest, shiniest thing. And I know that's always been the case, but it just seems to be getting worse. It seems like people are forgetting with the internet and that how much people try to screw you over and try to just take your money and stuff. And it's just so aggravating. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like this is a common theme on our show. If anyone's got the bingo card out, it should be a a, a square on there. Um, at it's one like point- Mad Money with, uh, what's his name? Something Kramer? But it's just me just going like, fuck, stop. 
Ah! <laughs> I'm not even like talking anymore. I'm just screaming. God damn it. Um, at one point, like 10 minutes ago, you mentioned hyper light drifter guy. Um, yeah. the funny thing is like, and I mentioned, I am eight bit that website that has the, uh, video game soundtracks on vinyl. They also have some really cool, like collector's editions of video games, like a select few, of course, like I noticed they have like a drift that one in space that I was playing that I couldn't fucking mm-hmm. beat that I, I, I just sucked at. I have to, I have to go revisit that. Um, Oxenfree, they have a collector's edition, but it's already sold out. Oh, Oxenfree is amazing. I highly recommend Oxenfree and the soundtrack's great. Hell yeah. And, um, but the, the best thing about, uh, their company is they also make physical releases of games that typically aren't released physically. So Hyper Life Drifter, for instance, they have the mm-hmm. physical game and same with Res Infinite. Like, I, I just, I personally someday hope to get copies of that because I would love to add that to the collection and have the physical disc and everything. Cause I don't know. I already own Res digitally, but it's just like, I don't know hardcore collector <laughs> yeah see that stuff i understand when it's like rare and exclusive and a physical copy of something but yeah that stuff i'm fine with if people want that go ahead well that's what i mean it's just a cool site so anyone looking yeah. for interesting shit like that like i highly recommend check out i am 8-bit yep uh, yeah i guess to end my rant and uh, i mean god god help you doug cut that up any way you want because i just <laughs> fucking went off there um but just be smart of your money be aware that people just like don't just freely give out people assuming they have your best intentions at heart if you want something rare like that like something exclusive go ahead um but it's just be just be you need a little cynicism in your life and you got to be a little distrustful at times you can't just be wide-eyed and naive with everything like and i mean in everything in your life all aspects of your life like food music games like entertainment essentials to life it's just I see it so much, especially in LA and stuff when people are like, oh yeah, I got this sweet new thing. It's like, but it doesn't work or like your human eye can only perceive so much. Like, it's just exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sorry for the rant. Let's no go. sweat. I'm sure they're used to it. Uh, I guess Probably. I can <laughs> mention the, the games that I've been playing. Uh, not too yeah. much, uh, new, uh, basically still going hard at ukulele. And it's funny. Like, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I don't know. It's just very, just like, hitting those nostalgia chords for me and I'm just having a blast. But there was this one point that I even remember in uh, the the Polygon review of it, like the one negative thing that the reviewer brought to the reader's attention was that uh, they throw a quiz at you and stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I think, like, that's the thing. Like, I got to the quiz part and I didn't, uh, mind it at all. Like, sure, I got really far on my first try, but it, I did run out of, uh, you get three strikes and you're out. And, um, it is really just kind of challenging shit, like stuff that you have to be observant to. Like, if you pause the game and, like, like go through, like, how many pages have you collected, for instance? Like, if you don't, if you just don't know that offhand, you're like, oh shit, you're gonna get yeah. that one wrong, probably. But it's multiple choice. So you could also, like, guess why and get it correct so that happened to me a couple times but like and then there's other things like oh what's this character's name or where can you find this character and it's just like i don't know if you if you're paying attention as you play the game it's not that hard so i just think as the reviewer was playing to just like bust through this game she probably wasn't really paying attention and it was super hard but and then but the game like trolls you throughout like it's kind of funny because it's like oh you're getting this wrong like you could find these answers on the internet like it literally says that like in in dialogue and stuff so it's super aware of itself and like cheeky but um i don't know I, i found that kind of stuff funny but it was also just like i don't know i wasn't cheating and i thought i did get through it without having to look anything up so that's like encouraging like the puzzles are like not like super challenging i haven't run into into any yet where i'm like i have no idea what i'm supposed to do it's like it's always like oh little thinker and then you get your way to the pagey and it's like that's i don't know very fun and rewarding experience i do recommend it i despite all the drama and negative reviews it got i'm having a blast um and then yeah just more rocket league of course i know yeah i know the reviews definitely pointed out that quiz a lot of people complained about it but it's not something insane like how many bricks were in this wall like that no one would know. <laughs> yeah. It's but it's definitely stuff that's supposed to be like ah oh, shit I wasn't paying attention to that. It's like ah mo- you you normally wouldn't like you're not really supposed to unless you know the quiz ahead of time. But it, it's also not impossible to know the answer. Like, exactly. When they give you three options like it's supposed to like I don't know ring a bell in your memory and be like oh yeah, yeah that but it's and that's the thing at the end of the quiz the I forget who if it was a snake or an owl or something that like gave me the quiz they were like oh I'm gonna try harder next time and it's gonna be an even tougher quiz on things you won't remember and I'm like fuck <laughs> so he's like calling me out saying like this is gonna happen again 
Yeah, and I saw some people saying, like, oh, look it up on the internet. It's one of the answers. And they were saying, like, oh, this, you know, fuck this game for being, like, meta or trying to be, like, clever or something. It's like, you would pray, like, you would praise Undertale if they did that or made some, like, fourth wall breaking comment or something. Yeah. Like, I think people got pissy at that game early on and saying they can't beat it fast enough. And it kind of tainted their, rev- their view of that game for the rest of the review. Like, because there's plenty of stuff that you would praise in one game and then it d- dismiss in another game, but it's the exact same thing. Yeah, it's not worth getting upset about. Um, I was yeah. just thinking to myself, like, if you're having your kids play this or something, there's a lot of it that's just going to go over their head because it's like there's jokes in there that are meant for, like, an older audience or people that are aware of, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is, like, kids going to be like, what do you mean, like... But it doesn't really matter. I think when they get older and if they ever revisit <laughs> ukulele, who knows? Yeah. I think, well, the game was always meant for the older audience, because that's who kickstarted it. Yes. The fans of the rare games and stuff. And I think this is like a reverse cartoon, where it's meant for the older audience, but younger kids can still play, still enjoy it if they're playing it for their first time. Totally, absolutely. I would recommend it for a younger audience. Yeah, like how a lot of cartoons are meant for the younger audience, but there's still jokes in there an older audience could enjoy. Like, I think this is the reverse of that. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, I grew up watching The Simpsons, and like, I Love Lucy, and... uh, tv land stuff like there's a lot of stuff i didn't get as a kid and you just go with it like the kid doesn't get hung up on it It doesn't ruin the whole game for them so i think like you know kids enjoy games just because it's a game like they're not as critical as these reviewers are so yeah it's it definitely doesn't deserve all the hate it's getting it's not a perfect game but it's it's good on the plus side also there was a cameo of shovel knight and i I did a little quest for him that was kind of cool and neat so i don't know if anyone didn't know that, that's a thing. Uh, not like it ruins it. It's just a cute, like, puzzle. <laughs> yeah, it's a cameo. It's not like a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Shovel Knight's the indie game indie game darling. Because he's in a... I think he's in a few different games. Like, as a little cameo and stuff. That's cool. Because Shovel Knight was just so successful. I think that was also kickstarted. And then they released, like, two patches of DLC that completely changed the way the game was played. And they gave that up for free to anyone who bought the game initially. And then they also release like a new mo like a new game called like Shovel Knight Treasure Trove or something that's gonna be on the Switch. Like it just the game has exploded and such a huge thing. Yeah. I mean they deserve it. They're they're good developers, they're a great team, and I wish them nothing but the best. Like Hell they're yeah. they're a good company. But you know, who knows? Maybe it's gonna be like uh the payday two devs where they promised they would never put uh stat input uh stat increases in their skins and then the creator, the developers of that were bought out by the company, and the first thing that company did was put stat boost in the skins. Like, once it becomes corporate, it gets more evil. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, um, back on that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, well, that's basically what all else? the games I've been playing. Uh, do you want to do yeah. some news and maybe play a game? I, I have game or no game ready if we want. But uh, news-wise, sure. n- Nintendo has this whole uh, 2DS XL coming out. <sighs> so... I don't know. It's they just. I feel like they can do whatever the fuck they want, and they're just gonna make money. It's like okay, the classic put out two point three million of those cash in. All right, now we're just gonna redo the two DS, but have the screens be bigger, and literally the internet's flipping a lid, being like, I need one of these, and the price tag's one hundred fifty bucks. And I mean, that's not bad for when you think of like handheld gaming, but I'm also thinking like that's half of like a fucking full blown console, and it's just a two DS, like. I feel I feel like it's Nintendo's way of saying to the market like we're probably going to steer away from 3D stuff anyway. I'm not sure if that's true or not. That's just like my intention like my the way I'm interpreting it. I think like they probably are just like the next handheld if they well, they have the Switch, so they probably aren't concerned about putting out another console or handheld for a long time. But you know, I don't know. I'm just ranting. Doug, I I really want to stop ranting about uh, corporate consumerism. I I really want to. I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, but no, I'm pulling it out <laughs> of you. Just, I don't want to. <laughs> Summoning the demon from Bren. Uh, this is just uh, Apple or Apple. Nintendo is just the gaming version of Apple. They are. Like, oh. Every four months, here's a new version of the DS. It's like, how is it different than the last one? It's like, it's not really, but we're going to charge you the full price again. It's like, I, all right. And my whole life, I've vehemently avoided Apple products. Like, no, thank you. I'm okay. Yeah. And now, and it's just like, yeah, if that's the comparison, like, I don't know. I, I enjoy a lot of Nintendo stuff. Like, I can't really say that about Apple, but, um, yeah. I don't know. In general, it's both companies frustrate the fuck out of me. 
Yeah, it's like there's definitely nostalgic goggles blinding a lot of gamers from like criticizing Nintendo, and like that's why a lot of the reviews for Zelda Breath of the Wild when it was first released was like ten out of ten. It's a perfect game. It's like, are, are you saying that just because it's a new Zelda and it's like pretty good, or do you actually think it's a perfect game? Like, yeah, it's a perfect game. It's like, all right, no, it's it's not. It's far from perfect. There's a lot of broken, stupid stuff unnecessary in Breath of the Wild. It's yeah. very good. It's a very good game, but it's not perfect. I, I mean, I would even have an interest in trying it out, but the one major thing that I read that I feel like is a valid complaint and might make the game less fun is that some user said it felt like it was 10% gameplay, 90% travel, which I'm okay with lots of travel because like I was in a whole thread somewhere, I forget if it was one of the social medias, but it was basically a conversation of... Uh, they, I was like, explain to me why Horizon Zero Dawn was such a letdown. And one of the people was like, oh, cause so much travel. And I don't know. I've, when I, and he was like, even in Skyrim, I didn't like Skyrim. I'm like, oh, well then I just feel like open world games where there's lots of travel involved isn't your bag of chips then. Because when I first started playing games like, yeah, Morrowind in the first, uh, like the third iteration of the Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Like that's talk about lots of traveling and like I don't I don't even know if fast travel is available. No, there was just like this way you could get like spells or the some kind of shit. Walkers. Yeah. Like giant bugs you like just quick travel on. There was that shit and then there was also like I forget like some kind of marker. It's been so long, but like you could put yeah. one thing down and then like use a spell and like warp there. But like even mm-hmm. still like if you wanted to get from town to town, you basically, there was lots of travel. So I don't know. Travel yeah, in general is a major complaint, but I don't find it to be, I, I don't know. That's part of the game. It, it's a complaint as long as you're not interested in the scenery of the world anymore. Like Skyrim to me was beautiful at times, but overall got very dull toward uh, the environment and scenery for me. So like I wasn't thrilled about running everywhere. Like I threw on a podcast and I just kind of zoned out when I had to travel somewhere physically. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is very beautiful, but I could see that being the same case for me. Same with like, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed and other stuff like that. I think that open world sandbox games like these are just becoming more popular and a lot of companies are jumping onto the genre while it's getting popular. So there's a lot more people feeling like they're forced to play it because it's the hottest, newest game. Yeah. That don't like that genre. Same yeah. way, a lot of people are playing ukulele, but they don't like the collectathon platformers. Good point. Like, just because it's new doesn't mean you have to play it, and just because, just because a lot of people think it's good doesn't mean you have to like it. Like Madden is a huge game. Call of Duty is a huge game. I don't like either of them. <laughs> doesn't mean they're bad. It just means I don't like them. Yeah, like, I'm with you. People have to re- remember that not everything is made for everybody, and that seems to be a big complaint. Where it's like I don't like it. It's like all right, tough shit. It's not for you. Go away. Um, but I think Zelda kind of gets a pass because people are still amazed, still intrigued by the beauty of the scenery because it's is it cell shaded? It's similar to like Wind Waker style and it's yeah. not something you see a lot in big like uh even uh Witcher, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh Elder Scrolls, like they're trying to be realistic and a lot of detail and stuff and too much detail kinda all bleeds together and you get overwhelmed and you just kinda like zone out of it and you kinda glaze over in your eyes. Whereas Zelda is all simplistic and associated, so it's it's pretty without overwhelming you. And I think people are just still uh, fresh-eyed to that, and they, it's a fresh, breath of the fresh air wild. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> nice. I, um, yeah. So I think the traveling is... The, that guy might have a valid complaint that you have to travel everywhere, but that that is the game. Like, running over the hills and finding stuff you wouldn't normally find. Like, that's not part of the main quest. So if you don't like that, don't play open world games. Yeah, I agreed. I'm glad we got to cover that actually. Yeah. Um shit. Was there Oh, we were talking about the 2DS. I don't know. It's basically 2DS, yeah, uh, whatever. And then Yeah. Oh, also just another side tangent. This whole episode is just side tangents. Yeah. It's just a circle with like branches to get out. Uh everyone in LA uses MacBooks and I fucking hate it. Yeah, no no shit, dude. It's like a industry standard and I don't understand I why like at all. I absolutely hate it. I had to do something at work. It took me because the mouse and everything was like so broken and I used the touchpad. It took me like two hours at work. I came home. <laughs> I did it in like 10 minutes. I'm like, done. Let me work from home. And they're like, no, we can't let you do it. I'm like, just, just let me work it. from home. I'm better on a PC. Yeah. Just let me do that. Oh man. Good luck with your being converted. Cause it sounds like you're oh. going to be forced to be. 
Um, I'll have to, yeah. A game I brought up a while ago, I don't even remember when, it was probably months and months ago, but it was called Rhyme. It's just like a single-player puzzle mm-hmm. game. Uh, I don't know, yep. it kind of looks like similar to Journey meets something like more colorful, like, I don't know, not the witness but like that kind of color scheme um but i don't know it looks interesting i'm but it's coming out in may so by the time you guys are hearing this that's nice. this month so Woo. god that went fast April? yeah jesus what the hell um but yeah do you want to play a quick game of game or no game uh sure let me bring up some stuff i'll trim this down a lot from what i was going to talk about because it's already 50 minutes okay so, yeah good call. we me and doug said before we got on we want to have a shorter shorter episode and doug just fucking push my rant buttons yep um injustice 2 the dc like mortal Kombat style fighting game is yeah. coming out soon and there's absolutely no story left in injustice it that's a series that started off with a uh, story in mind and they realize how popular it is, so the comic series just dragged on forever. It makes no sense anymore. Um, but Injustice started by Superman killing the Joker. And they revealed the Joker in Injustice 2. And I guess he's from a parallel dimension or something. There's some bullshit story they're going to pull out their ass for it. But he looks like a mix between Heath Ledger's Joker and Jared Leto's Joker from Suicide Squad. And by that, I mean terrible. He looks just dumb as shit. Um, so anyone excited for that, don't be. <laughs> um, and if I didn't mention it before, it's not going to be on PC, which sucks because a buddy of mine were going to play it, but now we can't because it's only on consoles. Ooh. Um, if you're enjoying TV right now and like good television, get ready because there might be another big ri- TV writer strike that killed heroes. So your favorite show on air right now might not be good anymore. Um. That's just a fair warning because I fucking loved Heroes and the writer strike definitively killed that series. Bummer. Yeah. Uh, I guess people are asking the composer of Jesset Radio to make another game. Oh, please, for the love of fucking God. I literally, I remember when I went to college for like, and they had a video game design track. I was like, something I should accomplish in my life is help make the next Jet Set Radio game. And I knew it was like a dead franchise, but I was like, God, please. <laughs> well, this is your reaction was perfect because everyone's asking for a new game from the composer of Jet Set Radio. And he's saying, I don't make the fucking game. I just make the music. <laughs> Leave no me shit. alone. Yeah, that poor um, guy. That They're asking the wrong person. Yeah, exactly. They're asking the guy who makes the music. It's like, he can make another CD, like another album for Jesuit Radio. That'd be fantastic, too, because honestly, and talk about video game soundtracks that need to be pressed to fucking vinyl. Yeah, Jet Set Radio Future and just Jet Grind Radio or Jet Set Radio, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's basically just telling everyone, like, ask Sega, not me. Like, Sega has the rights to it. If you want another one, bug them, but leave me alone. Oh god, I'm tweeting I am 8-bit as soon as I remember, or like, I'm editing this and remember to do this, that <laughs> they need to press that shit. <laughs> it's like tweeting at Stanley, like, make this Marvel movie. It's like, Stanley doesn't do anything anymore. Like, he gets, he literally gets paid to just exist. Like, as long as he's alive, he's just getting paid by Marvel, which is great. He deserves it, but he's he has no authority in the company anymore. Like, he, make sure you're asking the right person yeah. for the games you want. Um, and, oh, one last thing. Uh, there's an Overwatch event going on right now. It's probably done by the time you hear this, uh, Monday. So yeah, it's ending today by the time you hear this. Um, and you can get, uh, they're doing another tie in with Heroes of the Storm, Blizzard's, uh, redheaded stepchild that no one likes. <laughs> and if you play that, you can get a diva skin where she's like a cop. And that skin actually broke Overwatch. So they actually had to remove diva for a while. I don't know when she's coming back, but that skin fucked up some sort of code with her damn um but this is another event where everyone just floods hero of the storm plays it for the bare minimum matches they need to to get that skin and then they leave heroes of the storm forever until the next event and uh overwatch finally admitted they're like all right you know what those exclusive skins you get from playing heroes of the storm they're going to be in overwatch boxes eventually so if you don't feel like playing heroes of the storm because it's not a great game you don't have to so you can just wait a little bit and get it like you would any other skin. Yeah, so, quote-unquote exclusive. Exclusive. This is Blizzard's way of forcing people into uh, their weak link franchise and then a department of Blizzard immediately undermining them, saying, like, you don't have to really. Like, no one really wants to play Heroes of the Storm because it's, it's not a good game. 
it I was talking to someone because <laughs> people I was talking to someone about it today at work and they're saying like oh is it a MOBA I said no it is but Blizzard says it isn't the same way Blizzard says that Overwatch is competitive but when they made the game initially it was not meant to be competitive so like they don't know what they want it to be and that's ruining the game for them like Overwatch is never going to be an official recognized esport thing because it's just it was not meant to be and you can only fine-tune it so much before it hits it hits its limit Um, and it'll never be as fine-tuned as they want it to be because the base code of it was never supposed to be and Heroes of the Storm was never they never wanted it to be a MOBA but that's basically what it is. But since that's not what they had in mind when they started, it can never become the best to the MOBA's attributes that make it that genre. So it's just, it's weird to see with these two games, like that it, it pretty much is what they don't want it to be. Yeah. Oh man. Well, and you mentioned esports there. I got my first taste of esports over the last weekend. Uh, there was like, I saw on Rocket League, it was like, oh, we're live. And I was like, oh, what's that all about? Uh, yeah. And it takes you to Twitch. And yeah, it's Rocket League or twitch.tv slash Rocket League. They're doing like the world championship or some kind of crazy shit where the teams can win a cash amount of prize. And like, I don't know, but these are the pros. And it was like, I, I forget, uh, what some of the team names were like deny or denied and like denial or something versus a Genesis. And I, it was, it was really interesting. It was like fun watching like, and it's like fucking ESPN quality, like coverage. Like they have like a whole like set, like these dudes are in ties, like suits and ties, like doing commentary and shit. Like it's absolutely insane for a goddamn video game that I frequently play. So it's just like (laughs) insane. Like I, it was just ridiculous. I don't know. That's what I mean by esports getting more popular in the U.S. Like, and that's why they're like, "Oh, could esports be an Olympic event?" I fucking hope not. I really hope not. Yeah, l- only let um, China do that. We're not. We're not that bad. <laughs> well, I mean, like, there can be an international video game like series or like esports event, but don't call put it, it in the, the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, there was a CS:GO tournament this week. I forget exactly what it is because I don't follow CS:GO because it's fucking nuts. But, like, CSGO is, like, the eSport thing. Like, when everyone jokes around saying, like, oh, no, Scope 360, like, blind shot. Like, that's CSGO. That's where it all came from. Yeah. Because it's just absolutely insane. Um, so, yeah, the more games are getting, like, competitive, like, prize, like, ca- as you said, cash amount of prize. Um, like, money for, like, uh, Guilty Gear is a big fighting game. And that's getting bigger and bigger in the fighting scene and stuff. So, like, eSports is growing. And it's always been popular and like. I guess Eastern Asia, would you call it, or Western? Like Japan, Korea, and all the, like China. Like, so it's always been big there, but now it's getting bigger in America, which means we can make it more sensationalized and have it on ESPN, like 14 or whatever channel it's on. Like, so yeah, StarCraft. StarCraft's one of the biggest esports events, and that's getting more popular. So it's interesting to see it grow with these new games versus these games that have been around for a decade or so. And, already have their audience built into them yeah oh man and i don't know it was just eye-opening too because like when you're watching the pros it's just be- you'd think to yourself like oh these guys are going to get like crazy amounts of like score points like individually but like yeah. they're so evenly matched that like it's like oh yep. they're getting like 200 points each or something you know like like i don't know it's just crazy i don't know i saw a video of like, like the number one ranked rocket league player playing the number two ranked rocket league player like one-on-one oh and god like, yeah it's it's like you would think like oh it must be like 20 versus 20 it's like no they got like i think seven or so each because they were just but they knew exactly what to do and they're controlling the car so what like i i had no idea you could actually play it like that oh yeah i thought anytime i play rocket league it's just like 80 percent just dumb luck and me <laughs> killing my own teammates like so yeah it's it's always eye-opening and like a gateway to get into esports by watching a good game that you enjoy like so for you it'd be rocket league uh, for me, it was like Rivals of Athera, yeah, and that got me into watching 2D fighting games. So yeah, there's it's always good to see a gateway of a game you're already invested in. Exactly, that's what I mean. It's like I know all the rules and regulations. Like when somebody does something special, I'm like, oh my god. So like I don't know. Yeah, and I know for a lot of people it was Smash Brothers because everyone loves Smash Brothers, and that's still debatable on how legitimate of a fighting game it is because it's a platformer and not a uh, like 2D. Uh, like Street Fighter. Yeah. But it's it's still amazing seeing like super competitive. Totally. Oh my god, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, if you want to get into esports, find a game that you like and see if there's a esports scene of it. Totally. Um let's play a quick game of game or no game. 
All right, we're playing game or no game. Uh, let's see what you make of this one. Uh, Beyblade G Revolution. Fuck you. <laughs> Mark is loving this right now. Uh, at least he listens. Uh, unlike you, Basta, you'll never know. <laughs> you'll never know. No, but Mark, Mark liked the Beyblade uh, anime back like when we were kids, and always jokes about it because it's just. <laughs> There's it's a, so dumb. <laughs> an episode like one of our like in the teens, I think, and it opens up with AJ and Mark singing uh Beyblade oh, yeah. theme song. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Like Mark unabashedly loves Beyblade, and it's just so ridiculous because they're just tops. Um so I know there are Beyblade games. Uh me and Mark reference it quite a lot because it has terrible voice acting. Um I don't know if that's the name of it though. I'll say yes though. It's a yes. I'm glad you... Yes. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. <laughs> G-Revolution, I was hoping it'd confuse you, but no, that's a game you can play. Um, I, I believe I played it at Mark's house. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he owns that. Excellent. <laughs> wow, what a great launch. What do you think of Undercover Beach Cop? <laughs> I love it, but no. Uh, it's a no. Yeah, that's another one I'm like, someone make that. Just do Would- it. Would he be like a regular cop undercover or would he be under the beach and like moving around with a blanket on his head and just like come up like the Sandman and like catch criminals like, ah, I gotcha. Yeah. And then the final boss would be Beach Tarzan. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What do you only if we kickstart that game and we donate a lot? Yeah. Could we get that reference in? Do you think there's a game called Hamtaro Ham Ham Heartbreak? I'm also pretty sure I might have played this one. <laughs> <laughs> I know Hamtaro had games. Oh, and of I know course. I, I watched mean, what a franchise. A su- I know I watched a surprising amount of a ha- an anime about hamsters. <laughs> I did before like, or I after school. It's- I forget. It was like before DBZ, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm cool with it. <laughs> it's like, why would you watch that? It's like, A, because it's on before my other show, and B, because it's chill as fuck. Yeah, it was just like, yo, they're breaking out, doing adventures, hamsters, yeah. yeah. It's like Rugrats, but they're hamsters, yeah. and you feel less weird when they take off their diapers. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. It's a Please yes. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. I, <gasps> I, I don't, I'm not clever enough to come up with Ham Ham Heartbreak. That's too good. <laughs> I I don't know if that's clever. Uh, that's true. just right on the Hamtaro pun. Yeah, and the alliteration. Um, Let's see here. Do you think there's a game called Them's Fightin' Herds? <laughs> oh that tickles my pun bone real good Ooh, i don't want to say pun bone ever again <laughs> um that yeah um i love when people no, are offended I, by puns oh man they, they can't stand had, our show so far to date i've i've had every senior employee anywhere i've worked told me to go fuck myself <laughs> with a pun and i consider that a badge of honor oh god damn it i had someone tell me that the other day at work like out here and just like go fuck yourself everyone was like whoa it's like no he's he's justified that's fair <laughs> oh we need to replay um, that game with basta with the whole alexa and google play the dad jokes game oh the like pun bots yeah that would um, that'd be fun all right what was it dems fighting herds yes uh, oh yes yeah, no but i want it to be uh well it is a game, and guess oh what? It's actually like a My Little Legit. Pony meets Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, it looks absolutely incredible. Dems fighting. It's oh god! Now I'm very conflicted because it's on Indiegogo. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. For some reason, I thought oh no, it was, it's it's already funded. So never mind. Yeah, it's it's, it's on good. its way. I think or out. Yeah. Okay. It's safe. But yep. So that's a real one. Um, what do you think of? Gnome Lord Returns. Oh. No. It's a no. That was a good one. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Only a couple more here. What about Blinks the Time Sweeper? Yeah. That was one of the first Xbox games. Yeah, it was. Xbox. All right. I'm I glad you knew that fact. one. Good call. Because it was like, it's like, what if we had the time travel of Prince of Persia? It's like, okay. It's like, but it was a cat. It's like, okay. It's like, and his main weapon is a vacuum. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's Prince of Persia, Sands of Times, mixed with Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. That's what that game is. That's pretty goddamn cool. I'm glad you knew the reference, too. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Unholy Golf. Oh, shit, there's a lot of golf games. Like, especially now on PC, like, there's a lot of online, like, shitty golf games. Like, just because <laughs> I guess it's easy and just, like, I guess golf games are like pizza. Like, even a shitty one's still, like, fun enough. 
to justify paying for it. I'm going to go with no, though. It's a no. Oh, you're on fire, and I only got two more. Uh, What do you think of Crash Bandicoot 2 Entranced? Yes. That's a yes. Oh, it's so yes. sad that that's true. What, uh, Doctor, like, I forget I forget his name. Cortex or... Had, Cort- was it Cortex? Or something. I forget, too. I remember the one bad guy had a giant N, like, tattooed into his forehead for some reason. Nitro like, like, or somebody, I forget. Something like that. So I know they do a lot of, like, N puns. Yeah. I think the third Crash Bandicoot was, like, Crash in Time or something. Oh, so, I remember yeah. Warped. That was one of my favorites. But, oh, maybe that was Warped. Yeah. Uh, but okay. And last game. Let's see if you know this or not. Uh, Euthanasia. <laughs> uh, is it just killing people? <laughs> um, no. It's a no. But that's how we yes. play game or no game. <laughs> I think I only missed one that time. Yeah, you did pretty damn good. That was impressive. Um, I just had to beat Pat Johnston at a game, and now I'm doing better. <laughs> there we go. I know Pat listens. You take that. Pat, Pat. broke the curse. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. The, the curse transferred to him because he lost last time. <laughs> uh, let's do some plugs. Where can listeners find you? Uh, ABTS Brendan on Twitter, and I don't know. I might stream. I don't know anymore. I work's gotten super hectic, so I don't know when I can stream anymore. That's understandable. Yeah, if listeners are interested in seeing us stream some video games, go to twitch.tv slash abtsilence. And yeah, we're on Twitter and Facebook, handles abtsilence. Um, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. And, oh, little update on the Sulia sessions, that thing that I'm like going to start in a couple of months here. Uh, I have the first episode just about wrapped up as far as editing goes, so it's going to be released in the coming weeks, maybe a month at the latest. And I did line up some more guest artists, musicians. I'm pretty excited. We're going to potentially have a bluegrass artist, potentially Ooh. some death metal. Uh, my first Ooh. artist was rap. So, like, I'm going to be covering all the bases, and I'm really fucking excited. So, keep your eyes and ears out for that. I'm sure it does exist because there's the internet and everything exists on the internet. But is there a mashup of, like, death metal, bluegrass? I wouldn't doubt it. Like, instead of black metal, it's black grass? Oh, shit. I feel it's like, like black metal, but with a banjos and like a washboard. That's like a hell of a I was a walrus uh, callback to like, oh, if you could put two genres of music oh, yeah. together, <laughs> what the hell was it? Oh, God. man. Do we do anything besides just sucking our own dicks with callbacks? God damn it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of which, we should just we end the episode because this is just terrible. Um, but thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>